Blog Talk Radio. Yeah, 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 yeah. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, Again, it is Tuesday night. You are listening live to the best show on the Internet. This is the place where sports opinions collide. Thank you for tuning in once again. This is Dead End Sports, and I'm your host, 12 Kyle. Once again, this is Dead End Sports. Uh, The phone number to call in, area code 646-478-0356. Once again, 646-478-0356. This is an interactive show. So we ask that you not just listen to the show, be a part of the show, participate in tonight's discussion. A couple of ways you can do that, you can log into the chat room. The chat room is always open and interactive. Just create a profile for yourself and participate in tonight's discussion. Uh, You can also hit us up. Hit up the show on Twitter, at Dead End Sports. You can also uh, check out our our Facebook page. Uh, Just go to Facebook.com backslash Dead End Sports. You also check out our website, deadendsport.com. Like I said, this is the place where sports opinions collide. This show is being broadcast live each and every Tuesday night at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. In the event you cannot listen to the show live, make sure that you check out the archives at blogtalkradio.com backslash deadendsport. So without further ado, I want to thank you for all for tuning in as you do each and every Tuesday night. Uh, another crazy, crazy week. Uh, we're we're going to get into it hot and heavy. Uh, before I get started on tonight's show, i got to say thank you, thank you, thank you for everybody who tunes in each and every Tuesday night and, and uh, hits us up on Twitter on a, almost on a daily basis. We want to thank you all for the support. We cannot thank you enough. Um, so with that, with that being said, no further ado, uh, let's bring in tonight's co-host. Uh, you know him from uh, Dead End Hip Hop. Uh, that would be Ken, B, and P4, ready to talk some sports. Fellas, what's going on? What up, what up? What's good, Kyle? Chilling, chilling. What's up, what's up? up? What's good, man? It was just, just man, another, another, another crazy weekend in the books. In the books again, man. Crazy. Oh, man, I, I tell you, man, we say it every week, man, but it, it's just, <laughs> I don't know what to say. I mean, it's just been crazy, crazy. Uh, these last couple of weeks uh, with uh, with football, and like I said, we got basketball popping off too as well. Um, we want so everybody. We want to thank you all for tuning in once again. Uh, the phone number to call in area code six four six four seven eight zero three five six. Once again, six four six six four six four seven eight zero three five six. Um, that being said, man, like I said, a crazy week. 
uh, in football, man, uh, I, I actually know where to begin. Uh, so let's start right here. Well, I guess if this thing comes up short, he can field it and run it out. All right, here we go. <laughs> 56 yarder. It's got, no, does not have the leg. And Chris Davis takes it in the back of the end zone. He'll run it out to the 10, 15, 20, 25, 30, 35, 40, 45, 50, 45. There goes Davis. Oh, my God. Davis is going to run it all the way back. Auburn's going to win the football game. Auburn's going to win the football game. He ran the miss field goal back. He ran it back 109 yards. They're not going to keep him off the field tonight. Holy cow. That was the live coverage by Auburn Radio. Uh, man, man, I'm so glad you Auburn played. First, I'm so glad. I'm so glad you played the country one, man, because that 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 one had me in tears, crying when I was, you know, when they after it happened and they replayed the Auburn Radio broadcast. I was like, man, I'm announcing country as hell. <laughs> you know what? We, I'm, I'm gonna let y'all in on a little secret, man. I actually heard this live. Um, I was I went to South Carolina to to see my school play. We were in um, FCS uh, playoffs. We were playing against Furman. So I just quick day trip drove down to Orangeburg. Uh, we lost to Furman uh, thirty to twenty. Uh, so I was on my way back. So I was like, let me try to catch this game because I knew the game was on. But like I said, I was coming back. Orangeburg is about a three hour drive from Atlanta. So I'm coming back mm-hmm. and I'm in between Atlanta and Augusta. And so I, I find it on the radio. At first, I was listening to Alabama radio. Uh, their, their school coverage radio. And I was like, ah, I'm not really, you know, these guys were really, you know, homers or whatever. So I was like, let me listen to Auburn to see what, they, what they're talking about. So I caught it, you know, I'd say maybe like with two minutes left in the game. And uh, there was a lot of discussion about the uh, about the, the one second. And they, they didn't really, they kind of stopped short of saying that, you know, <laughs> Alabama was cheating with his one second. Um, but they weren't very happy about it. But I heard that call live, man. And I, when I tell you, I was just driving on I twenty coming back to Atlanta, and I was, I was shocked, but I was also laughing because these dudes, were, I mean, like they just lost it. They literally yeah. lost it, and it kept going on for, for that. But I actually heard this call live, but man, it was a crazy finish. If you were under a rock this past Saturday night, crazy, crazy finish. Number one goes down. Alabama loses to Auburn. Um, let's start right there, man. What what was your take on that game, man? Oh man, well, I mean, where where can I start from, man? That 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 game, when 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 you know what, I, when AJ when when the quarterback with AJ McCarron when he when he threw that with ninety eight was it ninety five ninety nine yard uh, ten thousand ninety nine yarder, yeah ninety nine. I thought I thought it was a wrap. I thought I thought they still you know their victory with that, and I thought that sucked the life out of Auburn. I was like, okay, you know, as usual, Alabama about to win, they're gonna play the national championship against Florida State. But man, you know, Auburn came back on their next possession, and um, what was the name of that wide receiver that caught that pass? <laughs> like he caught the pass and ran through the sideline just free, not even untouched, and he got the touchdown. So I'm thinking, like, okay, we, we might be in overtime. Man, right. I was shocked. I was so shocked that Nick Saban decided to go for the for the actual field goal. I mean, he claimed to say that they had the win. The win was in their favor. That's why he kicked right. it. And he said he been. They say he been boosting. Uh, sixty-yarder kicks in practice, you know, but practice is a whole lot different from the game when you got national championship, you know, SEC title on the line. But you know, when he kicked that, and I, when, when the guy caught it, and by the time he was about maybe twenty or twenty-five yards out, out out of the end zone, I was like, nobody's about to score because you got to think 
all those offensive linemen that right. he had on Alabama, <laughs> they wasn't going to catch my man. So when he came about 25 yards out, I said, oh, he about to run this bad boy back. And when he ran through the edge of that sideline, <laughs> when that damn country ass announcer said, oh, my God, oh, my God, I, I, was, I was gone. I was dead laughing. <laughs> I, was, I was in tears laughing when he said, oh, my God. Like, I think that's what did it for me. And I'm like, oh, my God. He was country as hell. But he was just so excited, and I'm like, oh, my God. And when he when he ran it back and I didn't see no flags, I was like, oh, I was just sitting there like, unbelievable. I'm like, damn, this is crazy. So, yeah, I was tripping out, man. And it, it was funny how, like, ESPN was showing, like, you know, different people across the country, their little reactions, like Auburn fans, their reactions inside their home as they were watching the game and stuff. I thought, mm-hmm. I thought it was pretty cool. But, yeah, man, I thought, you know, I don't know if Nick Saban was trying to make an excuse or make blame somebody else. Like, you know, yeah, we had to win. We had all this. Like, no, Nick Saban. Y'all lost, my man. He's talking about something we should have covered it. Really, Nick Saban? You should have covered it over. <laughs> right, right, right. You, y'all, y'all, you telling me a, a group of 350-plus pound men should have ran down a damn wide receiver slash running back type player? Really, Nick Saban? Like, shut up, man. Right. It should have been covered. It, it should have been covered. Shut up, man. I, I mean, no, you lost. You shouldn't have kicked that field goal. I bet your ass was begging for that damn one second back. I bet you would have went the time was expired. <laughs> I'll tell you that. Oh, that's, man, that that's, that's, my that's my take on it. That's my take on that. What about you, Ken? What, what, what were your thoughts on that when you saw that ball go up? I mean, just or, or just the overall game, but more with, you know, that, those that last sequence of events. Man. I, I can walk you through this whole game, and I was I was <laughs> lot tweeting a little bit um, while the game was going on. But okay, so what? Here's what I thought. So I saw first of all, I think I was like everybody else <laughs> with the whole cheating thing, right? Mm-hmm. So I was like, oh man, are you serious? They lined up for a 50 order. As you as usual, Alabama will probably make this kick. Screw Alabama. And then it was lined up. I was like, "Oh man, he he does have distance." And then all of a sudden, it dropped. I don't know if this is that divine intervention they're talking about because that because it dropped like right in front of the goal. Yeah, and that took it. And he was out. He was out. And that was, yeah, he was out. And I was like, he. he well, anyway, um, so you saw the guy running right, and it was like, oh man, I think they got him because I thought they were going to run him out of bounds. But he kind of ju- not juked him a little bit, but he kind of gave him a little mm-hmm. nod to the like he was going to cut in, and then he dipped back out. And right when he hit that sideline, I was like, oh shit, he's going to step out of bounds. And he was just right. I don't know if he took ballet or what, but he was on them tippy toes. <laughs> he was just, he was just, yeah, he was. Yeah, he was on the tippy toes. So I was like, oh, he's out. He's out. And I was like, I wish somebody had a reaction video for me because I was literally stunned because it doesn't happen to Alabama. Alabama normally makes those. Alabama is like one of the right. luckiest teams. They get so many yep. lucky breaks. They're really, 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 really good. But let's be honest, good teams do get lucky breaks, Miami. So, um, yeah. but they're really big. So they got a lot of lucky breaks, and I thought this was one of those those moments because there was one second left on the clock. And um, But, nah, man, when, when he caught that ball and, and he hit that sideline and he started tap dancing on the sideline and he made it, and, the, and I heard the announcer say, 
and there are no flags. I was like, holy. <laughs> right, right. That was crazy. I was like, oh, snap, they just beat Alabama. And I was like, it's always a good day when Alabama loses. Yeah, I was happy. Yeah, I, yeah, I was. I was happy. You know, because <laughs> Alabama, from my hometown, so I'm, I'm from Meridian, Mississippi. Obviously, Alabama and Mississippi don't mix, even though my grandfather's from right, Alabama. Right. Uh, right. He get a pass again, but <laughs> Tuscaloosa <laughs> is like eighty or ninety miles from from Meridian, so it's not mm-hmm. that far. It's like an hour, maybe an, maybe like an hour or so. So I'm very familiar with the city. Uh, mm-hmm. I dated a girl from Bessemer, so I I know the area and I know how they are up there, man. And and uh, back in the day, it was kind of rough, man. But and, you know, they some cocky, arrogant, whatever you want to call it, but. So when when and I, I I just wanted to see Florida State go because I thought they were the only team that had a real legit chance of beating them. But I'll tell you this, and then I'll, I'll be done. It was Thanksgiving. We were at, we were eating Thanksgiving dinner, and I and I told them I was at um and I, I was eating some dinner. I, I told one of the guys um uh, his name is uh Morris. I said I think Auburn Auburn's gonna take him. And he looked at me like I was crazy. He was like, say what? I said, yeah, man. I said, I, I got a feeling Auburn's going to take him. And uh, he was like, yeah. I was like, yeah. He was like, okay. And he, and he didn't believe me. And I'll tell you, mm-hmm. when they went up 21-7, I didn't believe myself either. <laughs> but but they won, man. It was it was, it was incredible. Man, it, it, it was, was incredible. a phenomenal game. But what, what was your take on it, people? You know, I, I can't add any more to what Cannon B already said. Like, that's everybody's reaction to the game. So, so I want to take it a, a step further and talk about how it's not if you lose, it's when you lose. Mm-hmm. True, true indeed. You, you know, the college football system, it's cool. You know, look, man, college football is great. I can't front. I, I still prefer the pros, but college is really dope. But, oh, you hear this, you hear this guy? You hear this guy? <laughs> <laughs> I was Because it, it's more drama for like, like the whole season is dramaful because it's not if you lose, it's when you lose. If you lose early on in the season, especially in the SEC, you can still make the national championship because of how tough your schedule is. But, like, when you lose at the end and you don't have any more games to make that up, man, that's it. That's yeah. it. That's it. No more. No more championship for you. Yeah, man. So now, Crazy. That, 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 now that is so true, you know, did he coach himself to uh, what, what Tennessee? Is Tennessee the um? What, what's the school that 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 has some interest in saving? Uh, oh, no, I, I, I don't know. That you know, uh, I, don't, I, don't, I don't see him leaving. I think that was just him talking so he can get another bump as far as his salary is concerned. I I, don't, I wouldn't see him leaving at all. I, I just saving is just too. And, and I mean, he's he's been. I mean, we. What we're looking at too, also it lost in the shuffle of, of that game and that and how it ended was, I mean these guys were going for a three p. That, that's unheard of in college. Right. And trust right. me when I tell you, Alabama is loaded. That game is as bad as it hurts them and everything like that. They're gonna be back in the mix next year, you know, and the year after that. I mean they got guys on the they've got guys they've got third stringers that could start for any other team in, in America, but they come to Alabama, so. 
you know, I, but I, I'm with you, FIFA. It, it was it was a phenomenal game. Um, like I said, I heard most of it on the radio uh, coming back, and, and I was glad that I did record it so I could go back and watch it once I got home. But I, I was just blown away. I mean, I think, you know, what they did was Auburn, they, they stayed with Alabama, and they took their best shot. And, you know, I think it just from what the announcers were saying on the radio, and you guys saw it live so you can kind of tell me, did it look to you like Saban kind of, you know, for lack of a better term, got out coached? No, no, no. He didn't get out coached. He out coached himself. Um, okay. And, and he started second guessing himself. Um, he, so here's why I say that. You have a kicker, granted, who has missed two field goals. So your confidence right. in him, no matter what you say, is a little shaky, right? But at the end of the day, the guy still has kicked field goals for you guys, granted. They were up rather comfortably, so it didn't matter. Nevertheless, he has the experience. All you need is three to put this game away. Why not give him another shot? If, will this guy really go 0-4 from field goals? He may or may not. We don't know. But give him a shot because what this kid wants to do is he wants to be the guy. So when they went forward on fourth and two, in my head I was thinking, oh, you might as well go ahead and, and, and kick this and, and put it away. But he, he didn't have confidence in the guy. He decided he wanted to run for it. But let's be real, Auburn was stuffing the run pretty much all day. You know, mm-hmm. and you're not going to stop a guy like um, Yeldon the whole game. He's going to cut you for a couple of big runs here and there. But for the most part, they did a pretty good job on him. And um, so, yeah, so when he had two chances to kick a field goal and go up, by 10 to seal the deal, and he did not, and he got stuffed twice, I felt he outcoached himself on the game. Or if you don't believe – if, if you got to bring in a guy that can kick a 50-yarder, clearly he can kick a 40 or a 50-yarder. He was on target. He just ran out of, out of – uh, he just – it just didn't make it. So bring in, the, bring in Griffith. Bring in Griffith and kick the freaking field goal. So he, got, he outcoached himself, man. He, he had that game. They had that game. Yeah, they but did. They had that game. Yeah, he definitely I mean, had I it. He, he definitely had it. I'm glad they had lost. <laughs> <laughs> You're listening live to Dead End Sports. I am your host, 12 Kyle. Once again, this is Dead End Sports. I got Ken and I got B and I got C4 on the line. Man, we're talking sports. This is the place where sports opinions collide. Uh, don't just listen to the show. Be a part of the show. Hit us up. Uh, jump on the phone lines and hit us up, 646-478-0356. Um, now, that ending, uh, there was a lot of debate, and I know, you know, we, we live in a, a now society more so than any other time. Um, that ending, as far as, like, all-time great college, and, 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 and you know what, guys, I was, I was listening to last week's show, and me and B talked about how much we like college football more so than the yep. pro. Something like yep. this would never happen in the NFL because, you know, to be honest, the talent level, the difference between, uh, the you know, a team like the Seahawks and a team like the Falcons, you know, is, you know, you got the, you got the best and you got the worst. And there's a lot of, you know, a lot of gray area in between. Um, you know, but in college football, man, anything can happen on any given day. That being said, you know, me and B are right, you and FIFA are wrong. 
<laughs> I mean, you weren't wrong in your opinions because you guys love the. I mean, don't get me. I mean, we all love the NFL. It's just only something like that would happen in college football. So my point that I'm trying to get to is, as far as the ending, where do you rank the Alabama versus Auburn ending among all-time college football games? Uh, I will rank it. Okay, now just because I'm saying this is this is home for me. I will rank this probably maybe third. I want to say because one of my memorable ones, and this is this is off of a loss. I remember seeing like grown men crying when I watched that. I, I was actually at that game um, when uh, when Cordell Stewart threw that hail mary and it bounced off the head, and the dude and the dude the dude yeah. caught the touchdown. Oh man, yeah. I was at that game. I was at that game, and I oh, I have wow. never seen grown men like boo hoo cry in my life like that. Like you would have thought. You would have thought they was a little kid and they got their toy taken away from them for, for two months. They were crying. And I remember, like, wow. I was in shock. I was, like, in shock thinking, like, this is game over. He threw it. Cordell threw it through that Hail Mary, you know, bam. And I looked, hit off, well, I think it hit off, like, someone's foot or head or something. I can't exactly remember. But next you know, a Colorado mm-hmm. player caught that bad boy touchdown. That was, like, well, a super yep. upset. Because that was Michigan's year. That was Michigan's year to like to like just demolish the whole college season, and then they got upset by Colorado that year. And I'm trying to see the, my second one over that one. Um, oh goodness, I, I just had it in my head too, and I, I I can't even freaking remember. Oh man, it was the SEC schools too that would that battered it out, and then I will put the Auburn and Alabama one third. I will put that one third. It's like okay. all the time. God, I mean, if, I, if I remember, I'm going to say, I'm, I'm going to end up saying it, but go ahead, you can go to the next person. Okay. Okay. What about you, people? Where, where, where do you put that? You know, um, man, y'all know I, I, I don't like college ball like that, so <laughs> you know, I, I don't have a memorable, I don't have such a favorite, you know, memorable moment like B. Mm-hmm. But um, I, to me, that, that that's the craziest shit I've seen. <laughs> <laughs> you know, yeah. but, 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 but Kyle, you weren't right in your assessment of <laughs> college football more because I would rather see the players decide the outcome of the game. And to like like to Kent's point, Saban I coached himself. You know what I'm saying? In, in, in professional football, it is rare that a coach really outcoaches himself. Coaches that outcoach themselves, they outcoach themselves out the league or back into um, positional coaching, you know, not, not head coaching anymore. And um, I just – that's why I like pro sports, man. Because like that, like there's certain kickers in the NFL that's gonna make that that field goal. You know what I'm saying? Like you don't have to worry about that. Like this is the best of the best, like you said. So I much rather see Vinatieri go for 56 and really have a shot at it versus you know say like like this college kid that doesn't miss three. You know what I'm saying? I, I'm just. Mm-mm. I feel you. I feel you. No, it, it's it, it's it's definitely different, and, and and I don't think. I mean, you'll have some phenomenal plays in the NFL, but none like that. Just because you, for one, you're talking about professional. Um, what about what about you, Ken? Where 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 does where do you rank this one at? Um, I think for me, I would have to probably put it. It's definitely a top five. I, I like um. People, I can't remember many mm-hmm. on top of my head now, but one game that I think would would pop this, and that's Vince Young versus USC. Okay, um, Damn, I forgot about that. Because that, 
Yeah, man. Because, you know, of course, everybody picks USC. And and, and his, his comeback in that game to run it in and, 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 and still and take the lead, that shit, just emotionally, I remember being invested in that more than this one, other than my mm-hmm. hatred for Rose Todd. You know, <laughs> I think this one had a lot of emotional moments because, you know, I'm sitting at that game and I kept waiting for Alabama to pull off and it just never happened. And I think the thing that contributes to the moment right now for this game is the fact that Auburn scored two touchdowns in 32 seconds, you know, um, with the with Marshall rolling out, looks like he's going to run. And then he, the yeah, guy comes that, off. That was, that was a phenomenal play. Yeah, yeah, it's it's miracle finishes twice, and that's just yeah, that was crazy. Yeah, that was insane. And then to turn around and 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 take a field goal back 109 yards, man, that's that's you just don't expect to see that happen to Alabama, right? Exactly, and and that and that goes back to the point that you made where Saban kind of outcoached himself. I think if I think if I'm picking all-time finishes, um, this one's probably third uh, number. Yep, third. This would go number three. Number two would be uh, the I think it was it was the national championship game between uh, Nebraska and I want to say it was Miami, where the ball got deflected at the end zone. This was like 84, 85, I think. Um, just because of the stage that it was on, it was it was a national championship game. Um, but it was a great game. Um, and number one, I'd probably go with uh, Cal versus Stanford. Even though it wasn't, you know, a number one versus a number four like this game was, just the fact that they had those, la- I mean, like, you got six laterals on a play and the band is on the field and the guy gets run over at the end. <laughs> I mean, like, I'll never forget. I was I was probably like seven or eight years old. I'll never forget that play. Um this one's this one right here, man. And, and who knows? Over time, it may supersede this because you know the significance of it is, is that you know Alabama was like I said, they they were really going in for three feet. I mean, we said it here on the show, the only team that probably could beat them was Florida State. And now, unfortunately, we're not going to see that matchup. So nope. I think uh, you know I think it's I think it's major that and and then for for your big one, you know your 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 biggest rival to to beat you. I mean. Can you imagine what it's like to be an Auburn fan in the state of Alabama right now? I mean, you got bragging rights. Oh, like, yeah. I, I mean, yep. you know, they are talking so much trash right now. So, And, and they have every right. And, you know, it's uh, it's going to be a tough 365. But, I mean, you know, Saban will be back. Uh, you know, and, and you got to give, you know, Gus Malzahn a lot of credit. People don't people forget Gus Malzahn when he was hired. A lot of people didn't, didn't want him hired there. Uh, they felt like there were other candidates that were better. I remember Charles Barkley very outspoken about them hiring him and not hiring uh, Turner Gill, the black head coach. Oh yeah, um, yeah. Yep. So you know, for him to, you know, and them for for them to you know come have to come down after winning the Heisman after Cam left, and then to be in this position here. I mean, they're not going to play for the national championship game, but still, I mean, they're in the mix. And to have that this game, and then the game against uh, Georgia. I mean, either they're very lucky, <laughs> or they're better. Or they're better. Oh, yeah. yeah. So let me now, let me uh, ask you this. Go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, I'm sorry. No, I was about to say. I'm pretty sure you might bring it up. But I was like, do you think 
Do you think Auburn should jump ship over Ohio State for the national championship, the chance to play if they beat Missouri? And if Ohio State beat Missouri? You know what? You, you, you actually took I was going to ask. I forgot to put that down um, on the questions. But um, I'm a little, and I'll, I'll preface my comment about that. I'm a little SEC biased. I think they should because they have, you know, they've only had one loss in that conference. Um and they beat the number one team in the nation. And they beat Georgia, I think, when Georgia was in the top ten, if I'm not mistaken. And, you know, it's not Ohio State's fault, but Ohio State has not played a ranked opponent all year long. And aside from a two-point conversion call by Brady Hope, uh, you know, Ohio State could be could have been on the outside looking in. They were sweating bullets, you know, on, um, on Saturday. We're going to get to that in a second. Um, because I didn't realize that game. I thought that game was out of hand until you tweeted us, B, and because I, I wasn't, I was at my, my game, so I wasn't watching. And then, yeah, so, <laughs> I started watching it. So putting yourself in, in, in those shoes, um, jump into that game real quick. Would you have gone for two? I know you you from Michigan, B. Would you have gone? Yeah, for I would have. I would have went for two. I would have went for two because really? the reason why I went for yeah, the reason why because. We seven and four. I mean, what, it's not like it's an undefeated season on the line or a chance of playing a Rose Bowl on the line. We got a okay. chance to beat okay. our. We got a chance to beat our every single year rival. We're not playing for really nothing else. I mean, we, we're bowl eligible already, but we're not. You know, it's not. It's not like we're ten and zero or ten and one or something like that. If we was like ten and zero or ten and one, or we was both undefeated, then yeah, I would probably play it a little safe and take my chance in overtime. But we're seven and four. What else we got to lose? I mean, you know this. For Michigan standards, this season is already lost. You know what I'm saying? Because I'm used okay. to growing up Michigan. I'm used to growing up Michigan, not even losing nothing less. I mean, winning nothing less than ten games. You know what I'm saying? Every right. year. So a, a seven and four season, in Michigan is like is like you know which what else you got to play for? So I would win for two. I mean, it was a gutsy call, but I would have went for two. We don't got enough to play for. Yeah, that was a gutsy call. And if he would, they would convert it. It would have been a whole different conversation. But, you know, of course, because yeah, he didn't true, convert it. True. It's like, oh, it looked like a dumb call or whatever. I mean, Michigan didn't have enough to play for it. We just had a chance to beat our rival. That was it. Okay. Okay. What about you, people? You, you, you're in that situation. You, you, you're at home. You're playing against your biggest rival. Uh, and, and for, you know, for those of you listening, you know, that rivalry is so big that, you know, Michigan fans, Michigan could go 0-10. But if they beat Ohio State yep. and they finish one yep. eleven, everything's okay. That's so the people, yep. if, that's, if you're the head coach, are you going for? You're at home now. Are you going for two? Or are you going? Are you going to kick that extra point and take take your chances in overtime? You know what, Kyle? I'm, I'm going to tell you all a story, and we'll see if you can draw the conclusion as to what I would do. <laughs> now, as y'all know, I, I I coach basketball. I'm an avid basketball mm-hmm. player. I'm a point guard. You know, I, I I breathe that. That that's what I am. And one game I was coaching, we were down two. I drew up a play for my best player to shoot a three. If the three wasn't there, you know we was gonna pass it off, but we got the shot. I'm going for it, man. Okay. So you yeah, going for it. Mm-hmm. I'm going for it. Well, I'm going for it. Going for you know, because 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 exactly like that 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 that's what I believe in. If you're going to do it, then just do it. Go for it. Mm-hmm. Like you know, like especially, it, and it depends in, on the nature of that game too. Like it's close. You know, just do it. Do it. Mm-hmm. Just do okay. It, okay. 
What, what about you, Ken? Yeah. Are, are you going for two, or are you are you going to play it safe? I think B said it best. If that play was successful, the guy's a genius. Gutsy. Mm-hmm. You know, he, he got a pair on him. But it wasn't. And and that's why I would take the extra point. <laughs> uh, <laughs> if, if, if I'm coaching that game, here, here's what I'm thinking. On, here's what I am thinking on the sideline, right? We were trailing by 14 points to a quote-unquote far superior team, the number third mm-hmm. country, ranked country, uh, team in the, in the country, right? Mm-hmm. We just made a miracle, not a miracle comeback, but we just came back from that, right? Momentum is starting to flow on our side. Right now, Ohio State had no idea on how to stop Gardner or Michigan. They were just, they were back in the hills for the remainder of that game. Like D said, I'm at home. That crowd is tight. Mm-hmm. Just hot. I'm taking my chances in the OT because I know that that team, that Ohio State team, right now they're a little flat because they're just tons. The pressure mounts for them because they're, they have four stakes hot. So they become a little Yo. bit tense. Like cheat up a little bit. You know, you know, a lot of things can happen at OT. I, I'll take my chance because I know I got them on the road. Right. Oh, what's God. happening in the can? Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you, Vine. You were in and out. I can hear you. Music, but I can hear you. You good? Can so, yeah, I can hear you? That's that's right. can? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I. I you know what, Ken? Man, I, I'm with you. I, I'm. Now I will say this much: I, I B and people made some great points, and, and B kind of brought it home when he said, "We're seven and four. We're not. You know, this isn't Florida State versus, you know, Alabama for the national championship game. Right. So in that, right. that instance, you know, you you really don't have anything loose. So B, that that made me change my train of thought to a degree. So I, I understand it now a little bit better in that situation. Um. But I think just, I mean, you, there's an old saying in football. I don't know if they, I don't know if it's in basketball as well, but they say at home you play for the tie, on the road you play for the win. So I would, you know, I would just go ahead and try to send that thing in overtime. We got the momentum. We just scored on them and they're reeling. And, you know, let's, let's, take, let's, let's, let's take their best shot and, you know, shut it down. I mean, college overtime, anything can happen. You know, so I, I would do that. I would I would definitely try to be looking at, at that aspect of it, but I don't blame him for going for it. I just know that, like Kent said, if you go for it and you don't get it, you know, then you got half the people happy that you had the nuts to, you know, try it, and then you got the other half that's mad because they felt like he could have played a little bit more conservative. But then again, I don't know. Maybe he's not a conservative coach. Um, but uh, great, great finish either way, man. I mean – Phenomenal, phenomenal set. Just those two games right there were just, I mean, crazy, crazy. And, and like I said, that's me. That's why me and B said we why we love college football. Yeah, um, man, love it. The phone number to call in area code six four six four seven eight zero three five six. Again, six four six four seven eight zero three five six. I am your host, Twelve Kyle. This is Dead End Sports. 
Uh, we ask that you not just listen to the show. Be a part of the show. Hit us up. 646-478-0356. Um, now let's, let's jump to the NFL. Um, the NFL, which is hard to do because, I mean, we really, with all the stuff that happened in college football, we could have done an over show on, um, on college football. Um, Man, because, you know, we didn't even this, talk about that Missouri game. Oh, that was another oh, yeah. game. Oh, man. See, like I was saying, this, this, this whole weekend of college football to me is like was better better than the whole season of the NFL so far, man. It's like crazy. <laughs> it, was so much, it was so much emotion, man, going on this weekend in college sports, man. It was crazy. Yeah, y'all boy Manziel look, look average, man. Man, he looked yeah, super yeah. average. Let, let, he looked let's very average. Let's, let's, go ahead and touch, let's go ahead and touch on that, man. Um. <laughs> The Heisman votes are, are, I think, I want to say they're due in by the seventh. Um, they're not going to have a, a a verdict on Jameis Winston by then. Um, do you think voters are going to hold that against him, or do you? Th- because Manziel clearly has had like two or three subpar uh, football games. Before, how do you think people are going to vote? What was that, Kyle? Sorry, I didn't catch that. So I, was, I was asking, uh, how do you think people are going to vote? Uh, for Manziel or not for Manziel? I mean, do you think they're going to vote for Manziel, or do you think that they'll try to find a reason not to give it to Jameis Winston? Of course, man. Like, I, look, for me, hands down, the highest man is Winston. Hands down. Mm-hmm. It, it, I think he separated himself. Because in the midst of all of this legal trouble just out the blue, he still came out there and balled. A lot of people don't do that. You know what I'm saying? It's kind of like Kobe. When Kobe was going mm-hmm. through his legal trouble, he was still balling. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, so, so, so that just means that to me, he's focused on one thing, and that, and, and that's his craft, which is football. You know, and um, to me, as James Winston, you know, hopefully this legal stuff, you know, it goes away. I just think it's a lot of BS. But, you know, I, I, I honestly, I think at this point, you know, Ch- Teddy Bridgewater is out of the race, you know, uh, with the loss to Bama, you know, does that hurt Murray? You know, so I, to me, hands down, Winston, it, it's his lose right now. Mm-hmm. Definitely, definitely, definitely. What about you, Ken? Where, where do you think, how do you think it's going to go as far as the uh, Heisman votes go? I think it'll be Winston as long as they don't uh, charge him. Um, he deserves it. Uh, number one team in the country brought it. Uh, he plays poised, composed, focused. He has 36, 35 or 36 touchdowns, all while sitting out for a majority of the second half of a lot of games. Mm-hmm. They just beat teams. They beat the mess out of teams. You know right. what I'm saying? They on team next. So it's a big difference between winning games and winning big. So clearly they um they were just hands down above any other team they played. And they proved it, you know, kind of you know, so so I think Winston deserved it. I think he deserves it and I and I do hope he gets it, man. I, I feel it's unfortunate what happened about this whole case, including, you know, the the lady that's involved as well as Winston because you know, it's casting a dark cloud over this guy's career, and um, and that's kind of what, what we focused on for a while. But, I mean, Winston, man, the, the, the guy, again, I said over and over again, he's something special, and um, and he's, he's beating top teams. Like, 
He beat the mess out of Think about it. He beat the mess out of Clemson, and that may not be saying much now because they struggled. But when they played, they were the third best team in the country. He's beaten ranked mm-hmm. opponents. So resume, you know, when it comes to ranked opponents, is stat. If you look at Johnny Manziel, struggled against a tough LSU team, struggled against a tough Missouri team. Yeah, mm-hmm. he lit up, but Alabama was not Alabama that Auburn faced. And then he but he, a lot of those points he got with, with against Alabama, that was, that was he was coming from behind. It wasn't like he was going toe to toe with them, right? Because yeah, they started to shut him down for a while, and then he just he just kind of got hot. But he's zero and four against ranked teams. That's all I need to say. So he's eight and four. Four of those losses came against ranked teams, and two, three were in the SEC. And I, who else did he lose to? It doesn't even matter. Uh, he doesn't. <laughs> Give it to yeah, me. I, I'm in agreement, man. I just, I, I think, uh, I, I wish that we would get some type of resolution on this case. Um, there's been some information that has leaked out. Um, I have not posted it on here or talked about it on here because of it's come from a how do I put it, a gossip website. But oh, I've seen several websites. And if the information is even close to what you know what they're reporting, he may not. He won't even get charged. She may get charged if this information. Wow. Is uh, yeah. Oh. I, I'll, I'll, I'll text it to y'all. I, I didn't want to put it on the. Oh, ooh, kill him. Ooh, kill him. <laughs> <laughs> I, I got it the other day, and I meant to, I meant to text it to y'all, man. I, I didn't want to put it on the site because I'm, you know, I'm I'm real big on sources, man. I don't like. Unverified yeah. stuff, but this stuff is pretty. When you read it, you're, you're gonna be like, "Whoa, hold up!" And then you can kind of mm. see, you can kind of dot. But um, but yeah, I, I hope it. Uh, I hope it works out well. It, it's gonna be a, either way. And I just posted in the chat room. It's, it's a tough decision for them for them to make either way. But if you go clearly about what's happened on the field, you know, and I, and I think Heisman voters may be a little skeptical because they don't want a situation like what they had with Reggie Bush a few years ago where Bush, you know, was in some trouble and had to end up vacating his Heisman. Um, they don't want to do that. And the last thing they're going to do is for them to award it to Winston and he gets charged, you know. I mean, but he, that's based on what he does on the field, not off the field. Um, so we'll see. We'll see. That's probably, you know, they're pushing it back even further now. So it may be a couple more weeks before we find out the truth. But I will send you all that information and you all tell me what you all think. Um, <clears throat> the phone number to call in, area code 646-478-0356. You are listening live to Dead End Sports. Make sure that you check out our website, uh, deadendsports.com. More importantly, tell a friend and tell a friend uh, that Dead End Sports is on the air every Tuesday night right here at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on Blog Talk Radio. Um, let's jump to the NFL, man. Uh, crazy, Another crazy weekend. Uh, not as crazy as college football, but we just completed uh, week 13 of the NFL. Tim, um, what stood out to you this past weekend in the NFL? Man, that whack-ass game yesterday. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, that, that man, I, I, I expected more from my boys, man. Uh, New Orleans, you know, they were my, my quote-unquote sleeper pick. Not a lot of people were talking about them when the season began. I know I caught some flack from Kifo. 
when I had them ranked that high. And uh, for the most part, uh, they lived up to the billing, right? They're just not ready for a team like Seattle in Seattle with that type of defense. Let's just be let, let's just be real about it. Seattle came out with something to prove, and New Orleans didn't. New Orleans didn't know how to hit back, and that's going to be a problem for them because they got to get past. First of all, they got to have if, if they may have to see 49ers who play just as tough, and they may have to see Seattle again. The, Jimmy Graham act like he didn't want to catch the ball. Yeah, yeah, and and the thing about it is those drops came because he was hit, and he, you know, he, he, I think he just, I think that whole thing may have learned something, and I think we're we're gonna talk about that game anyway. But that that stood up. I, I can go on about that some more, but we'll we'll get to it. But yeah, that 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 kind of shot, man. I, I expect a little bit more from uh, New Orleans. Okay, okay. What what about you, B? What stood out for you this past weekend in the NFL? Uh, shoot, the Eagles are on the roll, man. It, it, you know, are the Eagles playing hot at the right exact time of the year? I think what they won, like what, uh, what five straight, six straight? How many row they won? Yeah, I think it's like six straight. I think it's six straight. Yeah, they, yeah. Like the Eagles, it looks like Foles they got. You know, the coach. I think that the next day the coach was saying something that he didn't want Foles to leave or whatever. So I think he's looking to keep. I think Chip Kelly's looking to keep uh, Foles running that offense, you know. Or is it a type of thing where, you know, they don't got the full film on Foles yet? You know, is Foles being like another Kaepernick last year where, you know, Kaepernick came in the mid-season, got hot, well, you know, led the team to a playoff run? Is it the same thing about to happen with Foles? Probably not because mm-hmm. we got, you know, Seattle and, and, and New Orleans and Carolina playing good. But, yeah, the Eagles, man, they they rolling. And, and your boys finally got a win, uh, Kyle. They got to win against the Bills in overtime. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, another one is uh, another one. Um, the Broncos and Chiefs. See, I was telling y'all about yeah. the Chiefs, man. At the uh, beginning of the year, I'm like, y'all was like ranking them one and two because of their record. I'm like, man, I don't know if they're I ready wasn't. for these bright lights. Well, yeah, you wasn't. But I, I was like, man, I don't think they're ready for these bright lights. And look what happened. They, they played two games against the Broncos and lost both of them pretty much. You know, I don't. I think they're not going to make a run in the playoffs. I think. I think their run is over. Actually, I think I wouldn't be surprised if they lose. You know, two or three more games before this regular season is over. I would not you be surprised. They, you think they've, they've already hit their peak? Okay. Okay. Yeah, I think they hit their peak, and I think now, I think the wear and tear in the NFL season. I think now they they just they on the they on the decline at the wrong time of the season. That's what I think. You know what, B? I, I thought the same thing too. I looked at their schedule, and um, I, I think they I think. Since they spotted themselves nine games, I think they just need to win one or more two games and they'll be okay. But yeah, mm-hmm. I, I think that. And 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 let me say this: yeah. Yeah. I, I told you, people, Alex Mills can throw the ball if you need him to. Yeah, receivers yeah. can catch the ball. Yep. You know, yeah, he don't have to throw it down. The, yeah, they they got back in the game. Yeah, and shout out to the Chiefs too. They got back in the game. Like this is when you thought that you know Denver kicked them out and and, and stumped the. They put down their neck, and you know Kansas Chief came back firing. Man, and Alex Smith was, was bobbing that bad boy. Just like Ken said, the people, uh, the receivers wasn't catching the damn ball. Man, it was crazy. Yeah, so they got back yeah, in so, it. Though. They fought back. Yeah, and it wasn't. So it wasn't Alex Smith's fault that that he can't throw in the catches too. And the other thing I want to say is, and I remember people came up my neck these these big stands when I said, "Bo is your guy." 
I said, Fitz does not need to touch the field. Right after I said that, though, Foles went out and stuck up the stuck up the down. He played terrible. Day. But, but and I was yeah, like, now he's starting. But hey, he, he he proved me, man. I was like, nah, man, this, this boy. From what I saw him doing, can play. I was like, all right, what's well, it? Leave him out there. It's all about winning, man. What about you, Farley? What uh, what stood out to you? Steve-O. Steve-O. Steve-O go to sleep. I don't know where people don't went, man. I don't know where <laughs> nah, people went. My bad. I had y'all on mute. My bad. My bad. Okay. I don't want to make no noise. I don't want to make no noise. What stood out for you this past weekend? Man, you know me. I, I like, you know, go big or go home. I'm mm-hmm. talking about Seattle's fan, man. The 12th, man. Yo. Hey, look, I'm going to tell you. Yo, they set another world record for loudest stadium, 137.6 decibels. Like, wow. do you understand a jet engine is like 132? Mm-hmm. Like, you're louder than a jet. Yes. And people, to, to piggyback off of what you're saying, I think when I was watching the game last night, I had two dollars. like, man, if Seattle, if they clinch home field advantage throughout the whole NFC, it's a wrap, you, can, man. You, can, you can pretty much you can pretty much punch them in in the, in the Super Bowl. And you, all you gotta do yep. is say who they gonna play. Because yep. I mean, and you know what though, people, I feel the same way about the Saints. I feel like if the Saints, if if it was Seattle going to the Saints, I think the Saints would have probably mopped them up too. They would have mopped them up yeah. just like the way Seattle just mopped up the Saints. This is like, I, I mean, that that game I don't last know. night just proved uh, people. That game last be? night. Uh-huh. I, I I don't but, know. I don't know if that. But I don't, I don't think that the Saints will mop them up like that, but I think it'll be a closer game. But I think the Saints can beat them at home, though. For mop up. Yeah, yeah man. Up? Man, Drew, man, Drew Brees be having – he be looking like Peyton Manning five, six touchdowns at the Dome, man. He, he's a Dome quarterback, and, and, it, and it's proven. It's, it's been proven. When every time uh, Brees play outside or play in, in, in weather, he has a – he don't have – he, he don't look like the Drew Brees that we used to see him. But when he plays in that Dome right. or any or any Dome – he, he, I mean, I, and I know because he's on my fan. He's on one of my fantasy squads. Every time he plays at home, I be getting 40, 50 points from him. I be like, damn, Drew Brees play at home every damn week. So, yeah, man, I, I see it, man. If, if, if this, that's the same thing. I just feel like if Seattle clinch home field, it's a wrap. If, 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 if the Saints clinch home field, because you got to think, remember when the Saints went there a couple years ago in the playoffs and they lost to them? When, when the Saints was favored, the Saints was, like, heavily favored. I think it was, like, 2010 or 2011, right, right after they won the Super Bowl, the year after they won the Super Bowl. And, you know, everybody was like, oh, yeah, Drew Brees will go to Seattle. They're going to beat them. And all of a sudden, out of nowhere, Seattle popped them in the mouth. This was before Russell Wilson got there. So, yeah, man, that, that, like you said, that 12th man ain't no joke. I'm sorry, can you go, go ahead? No, 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 no. It, 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 it ain't no joke, man. And I look, man, the Super Bowl is going through Seattle. They have the blueprint. Because, look, yeah. and, and, and the reason why they have the biggest advantage is because the Super Bowl is going to be played in New York. If it's not snowing, it's going to be super cold, nasty, you know what I'm saying, like not prime football conditions, but prime football conditions for that Seattle defense because you're really not going to get a lot of separation out there. They're going to come out here, they're going to hit, they play big. The secondary, everybody's over 6'2". Like, yo, yo, they they just, it's a problem. And they have, yeah. and, and then they have the ultimate home field advantage, not only with the noise, but with the rain. Like, they're yeah. mm-hmm. for that. 
that's what they do. And it's and defense then, first. And then you and then you add a mobile quarterback. That, that's the thing that really stuck out to me watching the game last night was out of all of these mobile quarterbacks, and I'm including Andrew Luck, Russell Wilson is the one that doesn't get hit. Yeah, you don't get true. hit. That is so no. true. For a football player, of course, you're out there. You're going to get hit. I've seen uh, Russell Wilson. He's a tough guy, too. I've seen him take a big hit at the end of the Colts game um, when they played in Indianapolis, you know what I'm saying, a few weeks back. He took a big hit at the end of the game. But he doesn't get hit consistently. Like, RG gets hit, you know, especially this year with his bum knee. Let's call it what it is. It's a bum knee. Mm-hmm. He's getting taken down by tough. Last year, those would have been 40, 50-yard runs. Yeah, and, and another thing, too, uh, FIFO, Seattle Seahawks hasn't lost a home game in over two years. I think San Francisco was the last team to beat them at home back in 2011. But it's crazy, man. They they unstoppable at home. Mm-hmm. Well, now, they, they did get a, a freebie with that uh, that Green Bay game last year with a terrible-ass ref. Oh, <laughs> oh, yeah. I forgot if that was at Seattle. Hey, that was at Seattle. A win is a win. A win is yeah. a win. But, um. But nah, man, you you guys touched on some great points, man. Um, I, I actually agree. I, you know what? I'm I'm actually one thing that stood out to me, man, was Alex Smith. I, I thought Alex Smith played his ass. I mean, like Alex Smith might be he might be the Drake of the NFL. I mean, like <laughs> he's always <laughs> that's a good one. He's always getting this, and nobody knows how talented he is or isn't. I mean, I I don't think Drake is talented, but that's another thing for another day. Um, but yeah, man, Alex Smith, man, he, he made some great throws, especially coming back. And, and then Kansas City had every reason to kind of throw that game away, but you know, Smith hung in there, man. He made some tough throws. Like you said, he can't throw it and he can't catch it at the same time. So um, I don't really that loss wasn't as bad as people. I, I don't think that's a a bad loss, really, because I, I think they just they have to make some adjustments. But you know, Avery, Dwayne Bow, um, whoever the tight end, they they got to catch passes. Um, I don't care if you split your running backs out there and make make them catch passes. They've got to get some kind of you know production downfield for them to because they can run the ball and 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 they did not you know they weren't afraid of them. So I you know I think a lot of times Peyton Manning steps on the field and he had team shook. They weren't they weren't shook. You know they they stood in there. Um, the other thing, man, was like you said, the Seattle. I, I think New Orleans is, is is a very very good team, but I, New Orleans outside, away from the Superdome, is a different team than they mm-hmm. are playing. In, they just are. Um, and yeah. you know, there was a knock a few years ago on Manning, on Peyton Manning when he was in uh, Indianapolis, saying that you know the, the knock was was that. They were a quote unquote dome team, and that's what New Orleans is starting to look like to me. You know, put them in Atlanta in a dome, they're okay. Put them in their dome, they're okay. Put them, you know, in it, but you know, put them outside, especially in bad. I mean, they sunk up the joint when they went to New York to play the Jets a few weeks ago. Yeah, and 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 I just I think you know, I mean, Seattle was just rolling last night. I I don't know. I mean, I don't know how many teams would have beaten Seattle last night. But if Seattle plays like how they played last night, yeah, you, it's, it, it, they're going to be tough to beat because they're sound in all three phases of the game. Russell Wilson doesn't have to come out. And he threw for 300 yards last night, but that's what did it. Did it look like a 300-yard game to you? Because it didn't look like that. <laughs> no, it didn't. 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 It didn't.
Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. What was the because he had receivers wide open. Yeah, yep. I mean, like wide, like that last play before halftime. It was like what? Where? It was no receivers near. I'm like, wow, talking yeah. about a big defensive breakdown. And that's how I come from the Saints because the Saints defense they they go after it, man. So that was kind of right. a shocker to see that last night. That was like but, such um, a shocker. But I, but I think hey, it, hey, you know it looked like. Go ahead, Kim. No, I just wanted to say real, real quick. Uh, back to the Chiefs game. The Chiefs. They do have injuries on the defensive side of the ball, and I think once they get healthy, I think that could affect them, set them out. I forgot to point that out. Because they got, they got a rookie starting and, and Peyton Manning just picking on him all day. He was just a bully. Yeah. A bully out there, man. Somebody should. He should be. And, you know, and I think that's one of the things that uh, when Seattle struggled earlier this year, um, like people were talking about uh, him getting uh, him getting hit as far as Russell Wilson getting hit, uh, he was missing both of his tackles. But those guys are back, and last night was the first time that they were back. So you got your you know you got your team healthy again. You got the guys back that you know used to protecting you. I mean, they, they're going to be tough. They're going to be tough. You know, you're going to have to be able to run. You don't necessarily have to be able to throw on them, but you're going to have to be able to run on them. And you got to you know you got to. You got to kind of give them some of what they give other teams. A lot of running, you know, putting third down, and um, that's how you can beat Seattle. Can you beat them in Seattle? Man, even even a team like Carolina will play them tough, but I don't know. I it just <laughs> especially and like you said, the weather's bad too. And if you and yeah. any, team about, any team thinking about making it to the Super Bowl. You know, you're not playing in California, and the game is not in Florida. You're going to have to be able to run the ball because the weather's going to be bad. So, you know, you look at some of these teams that can put up a lot of points and stuff like that. But if if you're not ready for that cold weather, that because it's going to be nasty in Super Bowl. Super Bowl is going to be nasty. I mean, it, it might it, it might it might be snowing. You know, Roger Goodell will be so happy if it snows for the Super Bowl. So, you better be ready. You, know, you better be ready. But those those are some of the things that stood out to me this past week in the NFL. I thought it was a great, great weekend. And, um, you know, some marquee games coming up. Seattle's got uh, they go to San Francisco this coming weekend. So, speaking of Seattle, I, I guess we all know the elephant in the room. Who's the best team in the NFC right now? People, who who, who you got? I think we're probably going to be unanimous, man. People. <laughs> People's the People. best of my bad. I, you know what? And the the funny part is, I start talking like I'm not on mute. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I did that. I really, yeah, man. It's kind of embarrassing. I'm glad I don't have a camera in front of my face right now. Um, <laughs> but um, I'm gonna stay with Seattle. I'm gonna stay with Seattle. Okay. Um, you, you're talking about a quarterback that is mobile. He plays a lot. Obviously, a lot bigger than what he is. He's quick. He can get out of bounds. He stops the clock. He, he's pretty much efficient. You know, he's human. He's going to have bad games here and there. But um, for the most part, that defense, arguably the best in the NFL, if they get home field advantage, they got the tough man. You know, oh, man, I, I, I just think the road to, to the Super Bowl goes through Seattle. Um, I know I sound like I'm on their nuts, but I, I, I believe I'm a believer. <laughs> no, totally and, and, 
And then the little bit that I saw of Percy Harvin when he came back just for that little bit, you know, if he takes the rest of the year off, that's cool. But if he comes back 100% next year, oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. that That's going to be a problem, man. That's true. I mean, we forgot about him. He didn't even play last night. Yeah, he didn't even play last night. Where, what about you, B? Who, who, who's your Who's your pick for the NFC? Who's the best team in the NFC right now? Uh, oh, man. Right now, I mean, yeah, it's a toss-up between Seattle because, they, for one, they're 11-1 and and they're the first team to clinch the playoff first. But right now, I want to go – I, I got to go with Cam Newton right now, man. They are they, – they're rolling okay. at the right time. They're rolling at the right time of the year. Their defense – people are sleeping on Carolina's defense. Their defense is equally – almost equally as nasty as Seattle's. It's not as good maybe on a, on a skill level per se, mm-hmm. but – you know they don't have the they big get names. After, yeah, they don't have the big names, but you know, but they get after it, man. They they shut you down, and Cam Newton is playing lights out right now, man. And it's like, you know, just like we see with the Giants a couple years ago, with Pittsburgh a couple years ago, it's like you get rolling at the right time, you know, and then you going into the playoffs in January, and in February you look up, you got a Super Bowl. So right now, Cam Newton and the company is playing some great football, man. Right now, they're the best team in NFC right now. Okay, so so let me ask you this, B. Uh, you got Carolina going to New Orleans uh, this Sunday night on NBC. You, you liking their chances uh, going to the Superdome? Woo! Well, okay, now you put me in an awkward position because now as a fantasy <laughs> player, as a listen, as a fantasy football player, you know this is playoff week now, so. I got Drew Brees playing. Right. I want Drew. I want Drew Brees to like Carolina ass up. So I mean, yeah, yeah I, I want you know to. I feel like it's gonna Drew Brees gonna kick ass. But if Carolina going into the Superdome, I don't care if it's a close game or they beat them by two touchdowns. If they just beat the Saints, that just lets you know that they that they are the real deal, man. What what that to be like? What eight eight straight for Cam Newton if they win this Sunday? Yeah, yeah, that'd yeah, be, yeah. That I think that that might be nine straight. Well, yeah, if, if if Cam Newton goes into Superdome this weekend and they win, I don't care. Like I said, it could be up a last-minute field goal or whatever or anything. Or if that defense get together and they, you know, make it make it uh, terrible for Drew Brees at home, I'm going I'm to I'm I'm feel good about my picks with the Carolina Panthers right now. It's so good. Did okay, I what about question? you, Ken? Yeah, you did. Man, this is a this is a tough one for me, man. Um, Seattle, yeah, yeah, they look good at home, but and that defense is, is pretty damn damn good at home. But I think ah, I don't want to say number one based on the record. I'm not gonna say they're number one based on what I saw last night. You know, I mean, I looked at the schedule. They beat San Francisco at home. They beat New Orleans at home. You know what I'm saying? They On the road, they struggled against some lesser talent. Um, Carolina played tough to start out the year. Um, I, I, I'm going to say New Orleans, man. I think they're the best team in the NFC. You know, I, I, I think last night you think you think you think it was just a bad day in the office for the Saints? Uh, I think I, I, yeah. I think they didn't know the boys were gonna hit like that, man. I think if you look at at 
at New Orleans. Okay, I, I'll tell you this. It's between New Orleans and San Francisco. Um, New Orleans. <laughs> <laughs> Look, man, they, they had Chicago. They beat Chicago. Chicago was good. They beat New England, but they, but they lost on a fluke play. Uh, they beat Dallas, who's a playoff team, but they're not that good. They beat San Francisco. Just a bad end office, man. Just a bad end office? Okay. Oh, hold on, hold on, Ken. Hold on, Ken. Ken, 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 who's your favorite team, man? Who's your favorite team? Oh, I don't, uh, I don't have one. I know y'all sound like I'm riding riding New Orleans pretty hard, right? Nah, man. I mean, nah. Real talk, I can make a case for New Orleans. I really can. But they didn't show up last night, and I think if they played more physical defense, because I think that can happen more often. Um, right. I'm not under San Francisco, but I do have to kind of sort of give them a pass, only because they were not fully healthy. I think having Crabtree back now uh, could potentially help them out down the stretch. But um, so I, I'm, I'm looking at San Francisco real, real hard because they're starting to play. Really, really good football now, but um, you know, losing to New Orleans and losing to Carolina doesn't help, and there's some playoff teams. So, <sighs> by default, man, I guess I got to go with Seattle. I, I you know, <laughs> they're gonna be they're, they're, man. They're just so freaking tough, man. That defense, you you can't score on those guys, and and when they have that attitude, when they take it personal, they're coming for your neck. And, yeah. and, and, like, are you able to respond? And I think B, that's a solid pick. And I think Carolina, because they live by that same code as well, I think they'll look back in the, in the eye. And they'll, yeah. I yeah. think Carolina can match them defensively. And I think it's going to come down to a quarterback play. And um, I like Russell Wilson a little bit better than Cam Newton because he's done a little bit more. He's been more successful in his first few years, whereas Cam Newton is just now coming into success. And I think that that kind of helps out a little bit more. And he's a little bit more mobile than than um than um Cam Newton. So running Ooh. back is better. I think Russell Wilson is a little bit more more mobile than than Cam Newton. And they got a better running back. Carolina doesn't have a really good running back, so. No, they don't, got but two good running backs. They've got two decent running backs. They don't, I mean, they're not, I guess the Stewart and, and, and uh, I forgot the other guy's name, Williams, D'Angelo Williams, I guess they equal up to one Marshawn Lynch. Um, yeah, well, I, 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 all right, well, we can look at it that way. I got to go, go with Seattle, man. I, I You know, I got to go with what my eyes see. Um, you know, of course, they still got to go to San Francisco next week. Um, so, excuse me, this week. And Carolina has to come to New Orleans, so those are going to be two two of the marquee games of, of the weekend. Um, but you know, and I was just thinking as Tim was talking, it's kind of refreshing in a, in a, in the league that has obviously become a passing league. You know, somebody if, if you notice some of these teams that we're talking about, what do they do? They run the ball well, and you know, I don't know if it's an anomaly or, or is that something we're headed back to, or that's just the way that they, that is kind of hand out this year, but it looks like the team that, that's probably going to hoist the Lombardi Trophy come February is going to be a team that can run the ball and run the ball very well. I'm not talking about runs set up the pass, but really, really, you know, running down your throat. I mean, it was 
both teams, even last night, and I was commenting on Twitter, you know, it was a lot of, you could hear the con. I mean, both teams were just hitting last night. And mm-hmm. really just, that's the way that it's going to be. And when you, when it, you know, Seattle makes no, they make no bones about it. They're going to line up. They're going to put Lynch behind those guys. And they're just coming right at you. They're not, you know, they're not trying to dance around. You know, every now and then they'll, you know, bootleg or something like that for for Russell Wilson, but they don't disguise what they're doing. They, you know, what they're doing, and um, so I think it's that very. I just thought about that when you talk again. I, that's very interesting that you know some of these teams that we're talking about, even San Francisco, run the ball well. These aren't teams that necessarily we've got a guy that's kind of you know a Brady or a man in the going to throw for 400 yards every every week. I mean, could Wilson throw for four? Russell Wilson probably could throw for 400 yards, but. If he does, Seattle's probably not winning that game. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. He can't throw for 400 yards. <laughs> Give him way too much credit. Um, and, 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 and just real quick, Kyle, the, the big difference is what happens, and it goes kind of go, goes back to B's point, what happens when those guys are covered? Last night they were wide open. Every time you look, yeah. somebody was wide open. They won't be wide open against San Francisco, and they won't be wide open against Carolina. So what happens then? So, you know, again, they they beat the mess out of New Orleans last night, proof. But New Orleans just had a bad game on the defense side of the ball. And, and, but whatever. Okay, Okay. I I hear you, Ken. I hear you. I hear you. But no, Seattle, Seattle's for real, man. They're for real. They're for real. I, I'm not going to hate Seattle yeah, at all. Yeah, Seattle for real, yeah. I'm not taking them away from Seattle yeah, either. Yeah, they, they are the real deal. And the great part about it is, man, we, we're going to find out who's, who's for real and who's fake, especially these last uh, four or five weeks we got left in the NFL season. Um, phone number to call in, area code 646 You are listening to Dead End Sports. I am your host, 12 Kyle. This is Dead End Sports. I'm joined by my esteemed co-host, uh, B Ken FIFO. Uh, hit us up. Hit us up on Twitter at Dead End Sports. Make sure that you check out our website, DeadEndSports.com. Uh, remember, this show is being broadcast live each and every Tuesday night at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. So, in the event you miss any parts of the show, make sure that you check out the archives at BlogTalkRadio.com/backslash/DeadEndSports. Uh, also, hit us up on Twitter. Follow us on Twitter. All four of us are on Twitter, uh, at FIFO247, uh, at BZ430, uh, at KBINGE, and at 12 Kyle. So hit us up. And also hit up the show, at Dead End Sports. Um, let's jump to the NBA. Uh, I was going through the uh, statistics, and I'm not really a big stat guy, but I looked at the standings in the Western Conference, and there are the number two team sitting in, in the Western Conference is sitting at 15-3, and three, and it's the Portland Trailblazers. I was kind of shocked because, you know, we're, we're, we're a month into the NBA season, but the Portland Trailblazers are sitting right there 15-3. and three. So, FIFO, the resident point guard, hey, are the Portland Trailblazers for real? Yes, they are, Kyle. Yes, they are. I was a Portland Trailblazer fan last year. I liked what they had. The problem was depth. That was their only problem. They were not deep enough. Their starting rotation played the most minutes out of any starting rotation in the NBA. 
They had the, the weakest bench. And Neil Lochet, Portland GM, shout out to him, damn, did a damn good job this offseason getting the right players for that bench. They went and got Mo Williams. You know, um, they went and traded for Thomas Robinson. You know, uh, they went and got Robin Lopez, a defensive-minded center to play alongside mm-hmm. LaMarcus Aldridge. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, 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 like Dirk and Tyson, you know, when you got a power forward that's a little finesse, you know, he you know, doesn't want to bang like that. You got to go get him a banger. You know, right. it's, see, and that's the reason why I love basketball, because it's about putting pieces to a puzzle together. If you have this, what do you, you need something else to balance that out, you know. And um, Neil O'Shea definitely outdid himself. Damian Lillard is the truth, let's be honest. Mm-hmm. LaMarcus is that dude. He's always been that dude. You know, and, and think about and just think about the lineage of, of great drafts that Portland has been able to amass over the time because they they they've drafted through injury and they've been pretty relevant. Right. That's true. That's 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 a good point, Steve. A real good point. Um. So I throw it over to you, B. Uh, are the Portland Trailblazers for real? Yeah, Portland Trailblazers is the real deal. I mean, the Western Conference is the real deal, Kyle. I mean, let's 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 get that, let's, get that <laughs> let's let's point that out, man. Because you got you have only two teams in the Eastern Conference that are above five hundred, and that's the obvious Miami and Indiana. Two teams right. above five hundred in the whole Eastern that's Conference. Crazy. That's like crazy. But yeah, um, Portland. You know, I, and I was saying this before because I've seen him play in college. Daniel Lillard is the real deal, though. I, I I knew he was going to be the real deal when I saw him play in college. When he made the transfer to the pros, he, he made that great transition to the pros real well, and he's balling. You know, you got – I think he's out, though. The rookie they drafted, McCullen, I think he, he was balling, but I think he got injured. He's out for a while or even mm-hmm. for the season. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, like people said, man, they, they went and got deeper on the bench because, yeah, they, they, they starting lineup was seeing like – was averaging like 36, 37 minutes per per game. You know what I'm saying? That, that's where Ontario your starting lineup. But – now they got bench players. They already had a good coach. They already had the foundation there, man. They just they needed a deeper bench. And now that, you know, Portland is just as deep as, you know, the Clippers now. And now you're like, okay, damn, you got OKC, you got the Clippers, you got Portland, you got Golden State. I mean, it's just the, uh, Houston. I mean, the list goes on in the Western Conference. But I can see Portland being – I would not be surprised – and the Spurs. I can't see the Spurs. I can't – I wouldn't be surprised hmm. if Portland be a, 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 a 4C. Nothing worse than a 4C on the West. I wouldn't be surprised. Okay. What about you, Ken? Um, what do you think? Is Portland for real? Yeah, man. They they um they are. People put me on to um, Damian Lillard last year, so I had a chance to watch him all all of last year. Plus, I had him on a fantasy team, so I really got a chance to just uh, check out everything you do. And 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 the guy was yeah, he's proof. But um, as far as uh, and, are they for real? Yeah, absolutely. They just beat that sorry ass Indiana team last night, and um, <laughs> oh my god, <laughs> <laughs> Ken, Ken just said at the start of this, <laughs> and we're we gonna talk about that too. <laughs> oh my god! But no, nah, man. Um, look, they they if you look at their schedule, they have beaten some quality teams, not just one. They they beat San Antonio. They beat um, they beat Golden State. You know, they, of course, they beat Indiana. Indiana. You know, um, 
I don't, I don't, uh, damn, I don't know how good Denver is doing, but they beat them, you know. So if if their pedigree holds up from anywhere from last year, so I mean they beat some quality teams, and and just the fact that they beat San Antonio and and Indiana alone, and shit, even even Golden State, that should say a lot because those are three right now playoff teams, and and San Antonio is a really great team right now. They're they're a top contender for the championship. If you look at the stats, they're 13 in points allowed, they're eighth in rebounds, and they're fifth in points per game. Man, them, them boys, they, they play them, man. They, they ball them, so they can score, they can rebound, and they can get stopped. Hey, but look, before y'all go ahead, I just got this one to say right quick. Shout out to Detroit Pistons beating Miami Heat tonight. Uh, they beat them 107 to 97. I just wanted to say that. You know Dwayne Wade was a plan. Okay, there you go. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'll take it. Don't matter. It don't even matter. Players yeah, step up. That's, win, why right? you, that's, that's why you got a bench. That's why you got players to come in and step up. <laughs> oh, yeah, but go ahead. I'm sorry. Yeah, go ahead, Cam. Oh, yeah, I'm sorry, Ken. I mean, why are we talking? Yeah, so what? I can't blame Indiana for being in a weak-ass conference. Of course that's why they got 16 wins and two losses, because they're playing the sorry-ass Eastern Conference. I mean, dang. Cut them some slack. Cut them some slack, homie. Yeah, but... Uh, uh, uh. Yeah, that's what I, I thought. I'm not yeah. buying it. I'm not buying yeah. it. Not yet. You're not... How, it's, how it's you a hot, look, it's a hot start to... And is, um, happy for them. Whoop-de-doo. Great for them. But, but I, you know, it's a long ass season, and I'll change all, all Georgia's that dude, man. But I, know, I don't know, man. But like, how can you just not think that Indiana is the, that deal? Like, I don't understand that. I mean, that went ball. Uh, <laughs> oh my god! No, this is This is a team that was one game away from the finals, man. Like. They are bet. I mean, you've seen this before in, pre- in in previous NBA seasons where a team get close, and then the next season they they like right there, man. They they get better and better. I think that's gonna happen with Indiana. They 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 was close to tasting that victory. I mean, I grant. I'm not saying that. Yeah, you know, I'm not saying that they just gonna like just hand Miami just off or sweep them out like that. But they are a threat, Ken. They are a threat. They are a threat to Miami. That's all I'm saying. I don't know, man. I, I I I'm just not seeing it yet. I'm not. Yo, Chad, I, 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 oh I, I saw today, I couldn't get in on it, but it was glad. It was funny. It was funny. Ken was oh just shooting. Everybody was telling Ken about how dope Indiana was, and Ken was just like, "Nah, I'm not really feeling yes, Indiana." Yeah, like, <laughs> yo, go, go ahead, yo. Ken, did you see any of at least the highlights of the Portland Indiana game? Did you yeah, not see Paul George drop his career high 43 and then them buckets with some real buckets? That's a real baller right there, man. That's a real I baller, said that. dog. I said Paul George he's is, a superstar. is that dude. Yeah. He's a superstar. He's a baller, man. Okay. And he is a superstar. You know what? This is like the Derrick Rose Bulls of a couple years ago. They are a one superstar team. But they are mm-hmm. defensive minded. They play hard, mm-hmm. and them boys are big. And, and what happened? They, wait, wait, hold on, hold on. You know what happened? Carlos Boozer happened. That's that's a problem. <laughs> he got eighty million dollars, and he don't never show up. David West shows up. David West shows up. David West is what Carlos Boozer is supposed to be. 
Yeah. You should say that's the difference. Yeah. Lance Stevenson is your Luol Dane. Paul George is your D Rose. Um, um, you know, you got a solid point guard out there in Georgia. Doesn't do anything special. Plays defense. Plays solid defense. And can, sh- can shoot the ball too. And he can, can shoot, shoot the ball. The ball. <laughs> they are a one superstar team, and when you have a one superstar team, you gotta play deep, and they're the best in the league. And they yeah. got better and deeper. Ken, they still don't have a point deep. guard, Ralph. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It does. But they, but they, but you know what they got? They got a serviceable point guard. I mean, they got someone exactly. that, can, that can manage the game just like Trent Dipper did with the Baltimore Ravens. They got a point guard that's good enough to do that. But exactly. they still struggle to score the ball on offense. I mean, no, what, what, has, what has changed? Ten. What has changed significantly with them? They got they got they got some bits. They got Scola. They got they got they got, they got, they got, they got, got some help now. They got guys yeah. like Scola, uh, the Copeland kid. How are you guys forgetting the, the, the most important one? Paul George even caught his point production. Yeah, first, Almost, I mean, of course, that's obvious. Though. Like that's seven obvious points. Yeah, that's, that's a obvious. Whole other player. Yeah, I know. But what obvious. happens when you shut him down, which LeBron can do? But he's not going to get shut down. He's at that level now, and he's a superstar. You don't shut superstars down. You can slow him down in spurts, yeah. but you're not shutting him down. No right. matter who I mean, you are, including LeBron. Right. That's where his game I mean, is right now. He's a superstar, yeah, dog. What happened to And Chicago. people forget that Paul George is only 23 years old, too. I mean, like, and I was telling somebody today, we was having a discussion. I said Paul George right now. And y'all may or may not agree with me, but Paul George is, is a top five player in the NBA, barring yeah. position. Yeah. He's, in the, he's in my top yeah. five. Yep. Yeah, yep. he's top five right Bar- now. Yeah. He's, he's yep. in top five. Yep. So, and I, I think, yeah. now, if I'm not mistaken, they're, they're on a road trip. I think they've got, they've got, they played Portland last night. I think they've got, San Antonio on this road trip. They've got Miami on this road trip, and they've got somebody else. Um, they've got like four monster games on this road trip. So, you know, if you're Indiana, you probably want to come away two and two, can you know, five hundred on the road trip or better. But um, <laughs> you know, I, I think it's, of course we got a long way to go, but you know, and we'll we'll see how it's going to play out, man. But again, I'm telling you, they're going to be a problem. And as long as George keeps playing like this, and of course they can stay healthy, people they haven't even factored in Granger into the mix. Now Miami has gotten deeper and, and, and adding Beasley, and you don't know what Uncle Greg Oden's going to do, you know, if and when they put him out on the court. But um, that's it, though, man. I mean, in the East, that's it. Which leads me to my next question: You know, why is the East so bad? I mean, like the Memphis, there's only one, te- two teams over 500. There's one team at 500. At right now in the East, why is the East so bad? When it's just a few years ago, you know the East was was stellar. I, I'll start with these people. Why is the East so bad? Man, the East is so bad because it's lack number one, I believe, of coaching and lack of superstars. Okay, when when, when you look at East teams compared to the West teams, right? Like you got you got the Bobcats in the playoff race right now. You know the playoffs started today. The Bobcats will be in it. 
And I, I think I think they're like number four or five right now, or they're in the top six. I number mean. seven. They'll be number seven. If Charlotte, number seven. If, yeah, they'll be a seven seed if the playoffs start today. You see what I'm saying? Wow. Like, and their biggest star is Al Jefferson. Not not sliding Al Jefferson because I love Al Jefferson. He's a big man, big man. But the problem is, is that he's a second tier star. He he's a complimentary star. He's not your main guy. Even though Kemba Walker <laughs> has stepped up. I love Kemba's game, too. I love what he's done. I think he's probably the most improved player in my perspective. He's really balling out there. Um, but I see him. He's a Bobby Jackson guy. He's an off-the-bench guy. Energy guy. Come in, score. Okay. Give me that. You know, change of pace guy. I, look, look. And, and that's no slight to him. People make careers being the sixth man. Um, mm-hmm. But it's just the East has no stars. And then, you know, Cleveland was supposed to do something, but obviously Bynum, you know, I thought he was going to be all right, but he's obviously a show. Okay, well, there's, there's a star right there in Kyrie. Kyrie's a star. Kyrie's struggling. Star. Kyrie, okay, Kyrie's okay. struggling, man. He's struggling. And there's just a lot of true chemistry issues up there. You know, they're talking about trading Dion Waiters. Dion Waiters, yeah, yeah. 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 And, and you know it. what, man? Yeah. Everybody that knows me personally, I told them during that draft, Take Andre Drummond. Why are you taking Dion Waiters? Are you serious? Can you imagine the dynamic duo of DeAndre and Kyrie? Mm-hmm. That not see not now that right there. You and then you could have arguably got Ben McLemore in this draft because DeAndre would have elevated the, the, the team. He, not as a rookie, not that type of guy, but he would have got minutes. We've got experience. You would have played with Kyrie. They would have still struck. They probably still would have got the first round pick, and you would have been able to take Ben McLemore, and that would have been the perfect fit. But you know what? LeBron's not going back to Cleveland, man. That's a mess. No. And then Mike Brown's back there. Now, and look, I think it's coaching and lack of, of, of superstars in the East. And, and look at Atlanta. Who, who's our biggest star? Al Horford? Al Horford again, yeah. another star. Yeah. I like him. But he's a second tier guy. The yeah, East does yeah. not have many first superstar type of guys. You have Derrick Rose, you got LeBron, and D Wade. Uh, well, the young D Wade, not the D Wade. This D Wade is a second tier star. Um, <laughs> and now Paul George and Carmelo. Right. But you know, obviously they're having chemistry issues over there. They got the injury bug. They've lost nine, ten straight, so they, they having problems. And then Brooklyn. They have stars, but their stars are either old or hurt. So you got no stars, and Joe Johnson's not a star. Yeah, oh yeah, I, I, I agree totally. I agree totally. Um, what's your take on it, Ken? Why is the East so bad? Uh, like people said, all the stars are playing in Brooklyn, and they're not winning. You know, <laughs> that's that's what it seems like. I, I think. Right now, it's, it's just so early, and I know I know we're, we're we're looking at this from, you know, from that perspective. But I think it'll balance out. I think, you know, Detroit beat Miami tonight, right? They are a talented team. We can see that happening, even though the record at eight and ten don't really reflect that. But they got Drummond, they got Monroe, they got um, Josh Mills. They have talent. They just got off to a slow start. Um, so I think they. They'll make, they should, based on talent alone, make the playoffs. You look at Washington, they got some guys there um, that can help. Bradley Bill, John Wall, 
cetera, et cetera. So I think that they'll compete. I think we'll see Boston fall off. I think Atlanta will stay middle of the road, but I think they'll be a playoff team. Um, I, I think people kind of nailed it, man. The lack of stars is it's an yeah, issue. He did. Yeah, he did. Yeah, you know, will will Brooklyn and New York continue to be bottom feeders? I, yeah. I don't know. Probably not, but do they need to win a lot of games to make the playoffs? No. They just need to get in and anything can happen <laughs> there. You know what I'm saying? So, um, so yeah, I think based on what we see right now, it, you know, it, it, yeah, it's a two-man race. Yeah, that's my and, and Yeah, that's, it's, it's, that's all it is. That's all it is. So, so yeah, if, if Indiana is threat to Miami, shit, who else is? <laughs> right. Nobody else is. Well, 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 I mean, right now, we, right now, we, like I said before, right now we're looking at Miami and Indiana for the Eastern Conference Finals. I mean, yeah, like people pretty much say, man, like, yeah, it's the lack of stars, man. And, and, and now that I think about it, I mean, he's right, too. It's lack of coaching. There's no, it's no good coaching. In the East as well, man. It's like I don't know what they doing. <laughs> I don't know what's going on with it's a lot of bad, it's a, it. It's bad, man. It's such a bad look for the NBA bad. right now, man. It, yeah, it's, it's like really bad. Yeah, I, I was watching um, Barkley was on uh, PTI uh, about a week and a half ago, and he said, mm-hmm. you know, he said hate watching. He said only watch it. Only why he watches because he has to. He's like, but in the East, he said it's terrible. And I mean, like, yeah. I think so. Out eleven, maybe it's, I'm not. I don't have the standards in front of me, but at least I know the top ten teams in the West are all over five hundred. Um, you know, mm-hmm. who do you think out? But it, 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 it I, I can't remember in recent years it being this top heavy. Um, I think one of the things, and people kind of touched on it, that has kind of put us in this predicament is that uh, the New York teams were supposed to be better, uh, so. You know, really, you should have four teams, four good teams in the East instead of just two good teams. It's supposed to be Brooklyn and uh, the, the Knicks, but they are both struggling. Uh, Paul Pierce is out. He's going to be out for at least a month with a broken hand. Jason Kidd is, you know, fined for 50 grand for dropping water on the floor. And, um, and Mike Woodson is, you know, trying to save his job. And Carmelo is, you know, publicly defending him. But there's some issues on that team, and I don't, and, you know, from a from a bystander, I can't tell what the issues are. They just don't, you know, defensively, the Knicks don't play any kind of defense, any kind of remote possibility of defense. Um, but that's my only thing. That's the only thing I could come up with as far as why they're that bad, because you know, I've never seen the East this down before. Uh, Philly, yeah, I mean, this. Go ahead, B. Go ahead. No, I'm just saying, just the Atlantic Division alone. The, the Atlantic Division alone is like terrible, man. You, your, 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 your team with the best record in Atlantic Division is, is four games under 500, <laughs> which is Boston right, right now. Boston is eight and 12, and that's your that's your Atlantic Division. That's your team representing Atlantic Division right now. And uh, of course, the, the Knicks are three and 13. Like that's that. yeah. the Knicks and the Nets. Are, the Knicks are the Nets. Are, they are two low bottom teams in the Atlantic Division. That's crazy. Wow. That is crazy. Right now, we got a caller uh, calling in. Let's not keep him waiting. Caller from area code 267. 267. Uh-huh. Hello, you on the air with Dead End Sports. What's your name? Where you calling from? Uh, hello? Yeah, what's up? you on the air with Where you calling from? Oh, all right. What's going on? My name is Brendan. Uh, now, as far what's as. What's up, uh, Yeah, I, I listen to you guys all the time. 
Now, uh, now, as far as the East goes, I think that's going to get better eventually because, honestly, a lot of these teams are going to get a start next year with the draft coming up. So I'm not worried about the East staying this way. My question was, though, do you really think – how do I put this? Do you think – well, the first question is, who do you would rather pick, Andre Drummond or Anthony Davis, if you had to start a team? Oh, you want to tackle that one? Oh, yeah, that's the question. Who would you, if you started a team, who would you start with, Anthony Davis or Andre Drummond? And I said, that's Ooh. simple. I'm taking Anthony Davis. Yeah. yeah, I'm taking Davis. His upside is bigger because he's more of a skilled guy than Andre. Even though Andre got skills, you know, I, 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 you know, the, the Anthony Davis's shot blocking ability that that's, you know, that's not common. You know, and, and Drum, Drum, Drummond does, doesn't get as many blocks, not like that. What about offensively, though? Offensively, here's the thing, right? Like, like there's two big men in the NBA right now, Anthony Davis and also Kelly Olynyk from from the Celtics, that I really like because they started off as as guards and then they just shot up and got big. You know, it's the same thing that right. happened with Paul Gasol. Paul Gasol was a guard, so a lot of those big guys, a lot of times, retain those guard skills, like Anthony Davis. Obviously, he's not going to go out here and play point guard, but he has more handles than Andre Drummond. You know what I'm saying? His his the way he moves is, is just it's, it's more fluid because he was a guard before. So I, that's why I like him. And I like him more offensively. I feel like Andre Drummond is more of a finisher. And I think once it's all said and done, you're not going to be able to stop Anthony Davis because he's going to be too quick, too long, and, and I think that he has that wiry strength. You know, he's not going to be a big guy like KG, but KG's never been a punk. You've never seen KG really get moved down there, unless, you know, like Shaq and stuff like that. But, you know, come on, you know. So I like Anthony Davis. Yeah, I, I, I like. I agree. I'm gonna have much more to say. I, I agree with you, so I think he's got. I think he's got a better upside, and you know, even though he was only in school for a year, to me being at Kentucky and winning a national championship, I, I give him some props for that too. Because you know, if you're talking about starting a team, you wanna you wanna pick somebody that, that came from a winning pedigree if you can. A lot of times they can't, but I, I, that means something to me. Yeah, I would take Anthony Davis, too. I mean, I've just been, been looking at just what he does. You know, uh, I haven't asked that play play, but just looking at the box for man, he does a little bit of everything. I think that's kind of rare. I think my concerns would be his size and his ability to stay on the court. Um, but other than that, I think he, his upside is high. And if, you can, if he can develop into a new age, Kevin Garnett and I, I think you got some. Okay. Okay. And what was your other question, man? Well, this is the second one. It's not quite a question, but I just want to know you guys' thoughts on this. Now, to me, it's two teams in the NBA that I think one those for championships. It's kind of closing in my eyes. Uh, the first one, I know you're going to be kind of shocked by this, is Oklahoma City. And the second one is Chicago. Now, the oh, Oklahoma no. City one. Let me get picked. Yeah, well, no, no, no. <laughs> yeah, for the, the Oklahoma City one, I think that James Harden trade kind of ruined everything for him because Atkins 
for me in that final, that last quarter, like yep. the last four minutes, there's nobody that can execute in their team as far as setting up easy buckets. If, as far as Chicago goes, honestly, I think that squad, that management, that front office, they don't want to get Derrick Rose any type of help. Like as soon as they, like as soon as free agency happened last year, and he never went for Josh Smith, I know I thought you know this team, as good as Derrick Rose is going to be, this team is never going to go anywhere unless he has another superstar with him. We see it now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yep. I just want to see if you guys agree with me on that point. Yeah, I'm trying to agree this for the longest. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, I agree. They were actually two good teams that you named. I, I, I didn't, I don't disagree with your picks at all. I think, they, I think they won those first. I think both of those teams won those championship chances. I mean, chances to win a championship window is closing. I think it is. So I agree. I agree with those two teams at all. Yeah, Chicago window is, is closed and boarded up. Um, that, <laughs> <laughs> the, the road this year, man, that that was just rough, man. And yeah. And I know everybody's picking them to win the championship, even though it was kind of really the same team. And I mean, I personally just did. I never I had to win the championship. It could be Miami with, yeah. with a healthy hero. So the bonds right. got better. So <laughs> right, and you got you got an Indiana team, which I think if they were smart, in my opinion, they would make a move for Rondo right now. Get rid of Lance oh, Stevenson. Because Boston, Boston trying to get rid of house. I would have got rid of Lance Stevenson, Copeland, George Hill, and try to bring Rondo up for next season. Because, wait, when, when yep. did he come back? Like, February? Yeah, yeah February. Yeah. 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 He's February. got a shoot now for that, now that, Yeah, but the only thing is again? with that, Boston, I, I, I couldn't really see Boston moving Rondo for the simple fact you Rondo's the only star left. I think you got to go start for start, I, unless it was like cap implications. I don't know if they're gonna, you know, trade him for fish heads, but but you know what, no, Kyle, trade him, Danny Granger, trade him, Granger. Yeah, no, no, wait, 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 wait. You, you you don't want you don't want Granger's contract though. You know what I'm saying? Not not yeah. if you are um, you're saying Boston, right? Yeah, because you're yeah, rebuilding, right. and Danny Granger has six years of forty-eight million dollars on a contract. You, that's too much. Mm-hmm. That's too much money for a guy that you don't know if he's going to even be half of what he what, what he was. You see what I'm saying? Now, I think that for um, for Indiana, man, do you really make that 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 move? Well, yeah, do you really make that move. If you had no. around Rondo, that's all they needed was a point guard for me. And Rondo could score. We we know if we, Rondo puts his mind to it, he can score the basketball. Now, he might not do it every game, but... And Rondo jump shot is still... Yeah, Rondo jump shot is still suspect, though. <laughs> it's still, oh, yeah, it's still yeah. got question marks. <laughs> yeah. But he with Paul George, though. I'm guessing that helps. And they, yeah. oh my God, I just realized you have Hibbert, you have Rajon Rondo with Hibbert, David West, and Paul George. Yeah. I can't see. <laughs> I can't see. Uh, that. Oh, man. Uh, Lance Stevenson. Can't Stevenson's keep all though. of them, bro. Yeah. You can yeah. get rid of Lance Stevenson. He's overrated. Yeah, I was overrated. I don't, I don't say he's. I mean, I don't think he's overrated or underrated. <laughs> I mean, he's 
You got anything else for us tonight, man? Oh, no, that's all I wanted to say. That's all. Yeah, keep up the good work. I love this podcast, you know. I love Dead and Hip Hop. Oh, cool. Oh, cool. Yeah. Appreciate Thank it. Thank you, homie. Yeah, man. I appreciate, appreciate the work it, man. you guys put in. Yeah. And can that reaction to that last video about black people feeling their life? That's top 10. <laughs> <laughs> that's top 10. <laughs> reaction to uh, that's uh, 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 hilarious, man. That's hilarious. Yeah, keep up the good work, man. I appreciate it. Oh, appreciate it. you, man. Uh, Thanks, man. <laughs> okay. Phone number call in area code 646-478-0356. I'm going to bust my face. 646-478-0356. <laughs> you are listening live to Dead End Sports. I am your host, 12 Kyle, and this is Dead End Sports. Um, Chris. Good call right there, man. I think he, he touched yeah. on some good points. Um, yeah, he did. It's, uh, you know, the NBA, man, it, it's... He, I, I'm, I'm hopeful, you know, based on what he said, is that, you know, I'm hopeful that they can, you know, that you know, things will turn around and that you'll eventually have some uh, <laughs> some of this stuff flatten out. Because right now, in the East, man, it is bad. I mean, it is really, really bad. Um... One question I wanted to throw out to you guys, I, I saw someone post out the other day. Um, aside from LeBron, name an NBA player or players who could play in the NFL and what position do you think they could play? Ken, I'll start with you. Aside from LeBron, because everybody knows LeBron was all-state, tight end, whatever, his junior year in high school. Name an NBA player or players who you think could play in the NFL and what position would they play? Wow. Um, uh, uh, shit. I, I'll just throw somebody out. You got somebody, FIFA? Yeah, man. Yeah, man. I, I'm ready I, I'm, with this one. Um, I'm ready. You want me to go? Man. Go ahead, FIFA. Yeah. Look, man, I'm taking that boy, Russell Westbrook. And he is going to be my Calvin Johnson stopper. I'm putting him out there at free safety and just be like, hey, be the Tasmanian devil. Go, whatever you see, you go, you destroy. You, you go get the ball, like just jump, run, just just be be what you are in basketball, but just wreck people. Like you can actually run into him now. That's who I would take. I, I think he has the mentality, the tenacity. I, he's never going to back down. You know, so I, I I think he has a football player's mentality now. He just plays basketball. Okay, you know who I would name? This is about to, this is about to be completely left field, <laughs> like completely. And the only reason I'm doing this because he got that that NFL stocky type body, dude. Uh, I'll I'll put Jameer Nelson as my running back. Okay. Jamil Yeah, but he Jamil Nelson's strong. He's strong as an ox, man. You know, he's like, he's a little stocky guy, man. So yeah, I, I have him run that bad boy up the middle, man. Knock some run run some linebackers over, man. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I would go with uh, Little Nate. Little Nate. Nate Robinson. Uh, Nate Robinson actually played uh, college football at uh, at Washington. Um, he played cornerback. Um, 
people forget that dude was a hell of an athlete. I mean, he made hell yeah, he yeah, somewhat yeah. a uh, you know, but he made jack up some crazy shots, man. But Lil Nate, man, definitely Lil Nate. Oh, I, okay, put I Lil got Nate I, I got another one. Okay, well, I'm my, I forgot this. This dude is an athlete too, man. Uh, Monty Ellis. I have him as my slot receiver. He will be still a slot receiver. I'm telling you, man. Monty Ellis played like about five different. He played like tennis. He played soccer. Like he played football too. Like yeah, Monty Ellis is an athlete, man. Like yeah, I will play him as my slot receiver. What up, B? You know who I think is tight end? Who? Daddy is young. Yep. That's either him or Andre Iguodala. Either him or Andre Iguodala. I put in my tight end. Yep. 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 That's that's a good one. That's a good one, people. You got anybody, Ken? What about you? Got anybody? Yeah, man. I, I, I'll uh, I'll put um Dwayne Wade out there, man. He'll be a quarterback. Oh man, <laughs> he's, gonna, he's gonna be just like RG three. He's gonna be like RG three, man, and get and get. Yeah, he's gonna mess up the knees and gonna be and just gonna be a bum the rest of the season, man. <laughs> You you be better off getting Charlie Ward, man. Call him back out there. Oh man, <laughs> I, I can't imagine D Wade playing quarterback. Nah, um, neither can I. Can't I. Nah, maybe something else, but not not quarterback. Yeah, not quarterback. You know, what about you? D Wade falls down to. I, I would definitely go with little Nate. I would go with um. Let me see who else. Uh, somebody else. Um, I put a guy like Al Horford at tight end. Um, you know, usually got that big body kind of reminds me of Tony Gonzalez a little bit. You know, soft hands. Uh, you know, able to catch the ball in, in traffic. Um, you know, providing nobody goes at his knees. But um, but uh, but yeah, those 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 guys. And, and like I said, I actually I remember Nate Robinson when he was at Washington. He was actually a decent point. He started point. Um, I don't know why he gave up football, but obviously that was a smarter move for him than to, uh, you know, try to go to the NFL. But um, yeah, I, I, those, those are some guys right there. I think he definitely played. Um, y'all came up with some good ones. Those, those are some guys, man. You put Monty Ellis at receiver. All you, all you got to do is one go route. <laughs> yeah. Yep. You don't have to go across the middle or nothing. Just send him on a fly. Send him on the fly, um, and then you know, you, you know, some of your bruiser guys. You know, you could, you could always put like Ron Artest at you know nose guard, or maybe 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 in no, or something like that. Yeah, Ron Artest would be my defensive end. I put Ron Artest in my defensive end. He'd be at the end. Yeah. So um, so yeah, it, it's those are the, those are some of the positions I think that will probably work. Um. But that's a very interesting concept. So six four six four seven eight zero three five six. You are listening live to Dead End Sports. I'm your host, Twelve Kyle. This is Dead End Sports. I got Ken, C four and B. Man, we're talking sports up until eleven p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Uh, tell a friend to tell a friend. Dead End Sports is on the air every Tuesday night, nine p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Pass the word, man. Tell somebody. Tell somebody. Hey, Kyle. What's up? Hey Kyle, I meant to mention this when when we were talking college football and Duke playing for the ACC. Duke football, Duke football, oh, yeah. playing for the ACC yeah. championship game. Like, how crazy is that? 
Like I, 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 I was telling Ken, I was telling Ken Sunday. I said, man, if this if this coach for Duke, if if Duke put up at least a little bit of a fight against Florida State, he should be coach of the year. I don't know if they give coach of the years in college in college football, but he should be the coach of the year. I, I mean, they what they they ten and two or nine and two or something like that. I would yeah. have never thought that. I would have never. Duke football out of all these years, man. I used to think high school teams were better than Duke football. And now they're playing for AC. And this is the first time in school history that they, they got 10 wins. First time in school history. That's crazy. Right. He should be He yeah. should be the coach of the year. He should be the coach of the year automatically. I, I would give it to him. Be the coach of the year at all. <laughs> yeah, and B, B, B has actually been on top of that story, this storyline, the whole year, man, since we started. He's been yeah. shouting out Duke every week. He was like, man, this Duke thing, just keep yeah. winning. Uh, yeah, they keep they're... winning, man. <laughs> yeah. And I think just because, you know, of course, when you when you think of Duke, you think of basketball. So it's like, yeah, for the last, as long as I've been living, Duke football has been literally, literally and figuratively a joke. So for them to just come out here and win 10 games for the first time in school history, and, you know, a chance to play in the ACC title game, like, that's crazy. If they put up a fight against Florida State, if, if Florida State only beat them by one touchdown, which I doubt that happened, but if Florida State only beat them right. by one touchdown or something, that, 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 he needs to be coach of the year, flat out, flat out. Man, you know what? You know, it's funny. I, one of my best friends that I grew up with, she uh, she's a Duke alum, and she loves Duke. I mean, like, she goes to the football games, the homecoming, and she's never been to a basketball game. At Duke, wow, never. But she really? goes to the football games religiously. I'm like, something's wrong with this picture here. I mean, she supports she, the basketball team. She's never been inside Cameron Indoor Arena. Never. She must she, she must be like a she. Yeah, she must be a football lover. She's like a really football lover. Oh, she, yeah, she loves. Yeah, she loves yeah that's why. That's why. That's why. Yeah, I know chicks like that. Chicks that just love football that just do not go to basketball events at all. So she, yeah, she's probably one of those females. Yeah, when she was and she was an undergrad, she was an undergrad during the time of uh, she was on, she was at Duke from ninety two to ninety two to ninety two to ninety five. Oh, but that, during Grand that, Hill, Grand Hill and Christian. Yeah, Lake during Grand Hill, Hill. Okay. right, right. And wow. She never went to. I'm like, how do you how do you go to Duke wow. and don't go to basketball? Well, wow. She some bragging. She knows I'm a Florida State fan, you know, so she's been bragging, talking trash about how they're going to. She's actually supposed to be going to the game uh, this weekend, ACC championship game, so up in Charlotte. So, but no, Florida State will mm. mop up. <laughs> yeah, they're going to mop them up. They're going to mop them up. Yeah, they're going to mop them up. But um, it's still, it's still a story. It's still a hell of a story. Oh, yeah, it's definitely a story. That's a huge story. I mean, we knew it was a story when they beat people with Miami Hurricanes. Yeah, and blew them. I mean, when they blew them out. Not beat them, but blew them out. No, they blew them out. That was crazy. Yeah. Man, y'all, crazy. Y'all, y'all, y'all really want to talk about that. I mean, yeah, we really yeah. want to talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I was about to give out the wrong phone number. Um, 346 Um, while we got a little time, let's jump into college basketball, man. Um, I, I don't think we've talked about this yet. Uh, who, who's your favorite I'll start with you first, people. Who's your favorite college basketball team and why? Um, you know what, man? I've always been – I'm going to tell you the reason why I've always been a fan of this um, college program. Uh, when I was a kid, you know, before I even, you know, really started getting into sports, um, like I always played, but I didn't really watch sports, you know. And um, mm-hmm. 
I seen this jacket, and it was of a Georgetown Hoya, and I thought it was the dopest logo ever. So I just mm-hmm. loved the Hoyas off of that. And then when I started, like, growing up and, like, getting into watching sports in college and stuff like that, I just loved Georgetown, you know, um, especially when AI was there. That's, like, when I got put on to AI. And, um, right. you know, you was one of my favorite players. I, like, a lot of my moves, I don't have them now, but way back when, when I was athletic, I took a lot of AI moves. You know, I, I implemented them into my game, especially my step back. That's, that's where I got it from. So, you know, I'm a big, big Georgetown Hoya fan, man. Okay, okay. What about you, B? Uh, favorite favorite college basketball team and why? Uh, Michigan State Spartans. Um, Always been a, I always been in Michigan. I mean, just hometown. Michigan State. It's funny though. It's funny because the people who ever listen to this and that lives in Detroit or lives in Michigan. I've always been a Michigan State basketball fan, but I've always been a Michigan University of Michigan football fan. I know that's like double. Okay. Part, okay. Right. I've always <laughs> been like that growing up. So it's like they're like, man, you traitor, because like, yeah, growing you know watching Sean Westford, Eric Snow, you know, for Michigan State. The only time I rooted for Michigan basketball was Fab Five. That's because it was like. You know, okay. two of the dudes grew up in neighborhoods near me. You know what I'm saying? So it was like, damn, like that's like watching us, uh, you know, out there playing in fa- when, they, when the Fab Five was going on. But Michigan State, oh yeah, Michigan State basketball. So that's that's that's. I've been a Spartan basketball head for years before Tom Izzo. Now you know I love Tom Izzo what he's been doing for over a decade for Michigan State. Always underrated as a, I think he's very underrated as a coach. He don't get the props. He's starting to get the props that he deserves now. But I think even. You know, three, four, or five years ago, he was not getting the props that he deserves, man. It's like every year Michigan State start off, you look up, that's thing you know, come March, I don't know what time they'll be doing to them boys, but they they be ready to play in March. And then you look up and they they in the Elite Eight in the Final Four, and you be like, damn, where the hell Michigan State come from? And it's Tom Izzo, man. Tom Izzo, Tom Izzo is a great coach. But, yeah, Michigan State, easy. Man, shout out to my man, my man Carnell on Facebook. He said uh, <laughs> he answered the question about uh, – uh, Basketball player that can play uh, football. He said, "Big baby, put big baby on the offensive line." <laughs> big baby would be a great offensive <laughs> line. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Ken? Favorite college basketball team? Why? North Carolina, and the Ooh, reason why they got beat by UAB the other night, man. Yeah, well, that's not what you asked. So, <laughs> um, man, you know what? I, I I just I don't like Duke, and they were one of the few teams that I knew that could beat them. So, um, yeah, man, that that's why I became a fan of them. And you know, then they got Roy Williams, and you know, I, they finally you know won a couple of rings. And had, yeah, so. I've just been hooked on them, you know, ever since and just kind of following their program. I do like Michigan State, but I like it because of Tom Izzo. You know, if he leaves, I, I don't I don't think I'll be a fan. I just like him as a coach, so I'm always pulling for him because he just – I don't know, man, it's just something about him. It's like when um that guy at Ohio State was coaching. What was his name? Tressel? Tressel? Yeah. 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 I was a fan of him as a coach, even though I wasn't an Ohio State fan. But him as a coach, man, I, I did. Um, you know, I, I liked him. So, but yeah, man, North Carolina, man, just because they could be Duke. You know, it's always a good thing when Duke loses. Oh, no doubt, no doubt, no doubt. 
I'm going to go with uh, my, my favorite college basketball team, man, is um, uh, Syracuse Orange. Um, always been a fan. Uh, growing up in um, in South Carolina, we, we saw a lot of, obviously, ACC basketball and, and Big East basketball. That's when it was really, really big, when ESPN was expanding. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. So, uh, for me, all my friends were, like, in our little area where we grew up, they were, you were either an ACC fan you either like, you know, North Carolina or you like um, Georgetown. You know, either it was either one of the two. And I didn't really particularly care for Georgetown. I, I had a lot of respect, still have a lot of respect for uh, Coach Thompson at Georgetown. But, um, but yeah, I just uh, from there, I just just kind of gravitated toward the program, um, Syracuse. And Syracuse is just my squad, so I just kind of rolled with them from there, uh, all the way back to Pearl, Washington. I went back that far, so um, um, been a Syracuse fan ever since, man. Just from Pro Washington to Sherman Douglas, Lonnie Sykley, Derek Coleman, Stevie um, Thompson, all the way through, all the way up to the Carmelo for Adrian Autry. I, I could, I could name, <laughs> I could name just about every starting five they've had over the years, man. But that's my squad. Always rock with Syracuse, man. Always rock with Syracuse, and I think you know we got a decent squad this year. It's gonna be, uh, it's gonna be. Uh, it's going to be interesting to see how, to, how everything plays out, especially being in the ACC. Um, but, uh, you know, I've got a lot of confidence yeah. in Coach Dayheim. Always, always gets his players ready to play. Yeah, man, the master of the 2-3 zone, man. I, I, I don't know how they do it, but they run that damn 2-3 zone to perfection. Godly. They do. They do. And, I mean, they just sit in it, too. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like, nothing's going to happen. You know, they're not coming out of that zone for nothing in the world. Nothing. For nothing know. in the world. <laughs> so you, you, they run into perfection. You have to take your chances against that. Exactly. You have to take your chances against that 2-3 zone. So, you know, it's, it's interesting, man. And, we, and college basketball, we haven't really talked a lot of college basketball, but um, we will. Um, real quick before we get off air, man, Wiggins, I think he, at least from what I could see, he looks overrated to me. Anybody else feeling Wiggins? Uh, yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, because um, that dude is Jabari Parker. He's that dude. <laughs> like, yeah, uh, go, before so going into, Yeah, before going into the, you know, college season, I know everybody was so high on Wiggins, Wiggins, Wiggins. Like, that was the whole talk. Wiggins, 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 Wiggins. Now, I'm not taking nothing away from him. I've seen Wiggins. I've seen him play. I've seen him play a couple times. The Wiggins is good, but, you know, I think Parker, and don't sleep on Randall either from Kentucky. Randall is a oh, beast, Randall. man. It's look. Yeah. I'm sorry. Go ahead, people. Look, 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 Kyle. Look, Kyle. This, this, she, this, this is the thing. You have to project past college because this right. would have been the same thing if LeBron and Carmelo would have went to college at the same time. Carmelo still would have won the national chip, and LeBron pops. You know, he may not have um, played as – and Wiggins haven't played poorly, but maybe not played down to Wiggins' level. But, mm-hmm. but LeBron wouldn't have dominated college because the game is so different. Because of his own. Because of his own. Exactly. Yeah. Just like Derrick Rose did not average 20 points a game in college. There's a lot Derrick of people still still that don't. You yeah, know, Rose and, and was still a man's amongst none boys though playing in college though. When he was at Memphis, yeah. he was like he was playing with kids. No, of course mm-hmm. against against a lot of teams, yes. But you know, but at still he was not as dominant as he was in the NBA. Same thing with Iverson. Exactly same thing with Iverson. 
so I think that Wiggins is a is an NBA player. He's an open court player. You know what I'm saying? Get him, okay. let let him okay. let him play aggressive. Boom! You get you get a steal. You get a rebound. You out and you running. College is not the same. College is not the same because coaches can control so much of the tempo from the yeah. sideline. Where in the NBA, you know, the, the tempo is dictated more by the team than the coach. You know, so uh, nah, it, Wiggins is an NBA player. He's not really gonna be that great of a college player. And Jabari Parker is that dude. He, his game translates to the NBA. He's a Be- he's a better Be- Carmelo Anthony. Bebo, we only yo we got like a minute left. I ain't want to cut you off. We about to run out of time. <laughs> it's all good, man. We uh, wow, that came in loud. Um, yeah, we only got we we actually uh, off the live feed, but we're we're gonna wrap it up right here. Um. I want to thank everybody for tuning in as you do each and every Tuesday night. Make sure that you tell a friend and tell a friend. Uh, check out the website, deadendsports.com. Uh, make sure that you check us out on Twitter, at Dead End Sports. Hit us all up on Twitter, uh, at K-B-I-N-G-E, uh, at BZ430, uh, at CFO247, and at 12Kyle. Uh, remember, this show is being broadcast live, so in the event you cannot check out the show, make sure that you check out the archives at blogtalkradio.com backslash deadendsports. Uh, so for Ken, for FIFO, for Beasy, uh, this is your boy 12 Kyle. We'll be back next week. Uh, we'll holler at you guys then. Peace. 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 Peace out. Hey, B. Hey, B. Yeah, 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 I can hear you. Hey, 